J.M. and the A.M. Well, everyone's going to be interested in this conversation because uh, Jewish unity is going to be our big topic in just a moment. But first, anybody with uh, anybody who is planning on heading to Israel as students, anybody who uh, uh, anybody who's a parent out there who has a child who is scheduled to head to Israel as a student, you might want to really pay careful attention to this conversation. With us live via telephone from Israel is our wonderful friend Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon. Dean of uh, Overseas uh, Program at Yeshiva Akotel, Educational Director at World Mizrahi, and he's with us live via telephone on a Monday morning. All right, Tarragon, welcome back to JM in the AM. Great to be here, Nachum. Yishikoch for all your great work. I appreciate that very much. We have a couple of things we need to get to, and we'll talk about Vayichan in a moment, but first let's start with the latest. You are the Dean of Overseas Students and Dean of Overseas Program at Yeshiva Akotel. Will there be overseas students. Will students from outside of Israel be allowed to participate in studies in Israeli yeshivot in the year 5781? That's obviously the question right now, and everyone here, especially in World Mizrahi, together with the yeshivot and Midrashot, is working on trying to sort that out. Thank God there is now permission for students who are on the Massah program to enter the country, Many of the yeshivot and seminaries do work with Massah, so that's a great solution for those groups. And we're working on trying to find solutions for yeshivot and seminaries not connected with Massah, um, and hopefully those will come through as well. Does that mean that Massah is also going to help students for that for this coming school year with um, with costs as well? Because they have been helpful in the past when it comes to tuition and payments to the yeshivas. That's another great question. As people saw in the press, Massah made very serious cuts, particularly for yeshiva and seminary students from the United States and from the U.K. World Mizrahi has invested efforts together with other organizations from America and from England, like the OU, in getting Massah to put in more funding. And thank God we've been able to return a lot of that funding for those who need it from the United States, Canada, and U.K. So thank God much of the Massah funding is now been returned and available, and we're working to try and make sure that there's as much funding available for those who need it in order to get to Israel for the year. On the first topic, or by Ruben Tarragon is with us from Israel, on the first topic, are, are there specific dates a young man or young woman who wants to study in Israel can, uh, can fly and arrive in Israel between a certain date and another deadline? Is, is it an open uh, situation? How would you describe it? So the dates depend on each school. You register with Massaf for your particular school. The schools set up when their sessions, terms, years, whatever term you want to use, begin. And those are the dates you can arrive to attend that school. So the exact details of the particular school, you work out with your particular school and the registration, and it pays to do the registration in advance so that in the right time, people will be able to come. So Yeshiva Rakoto, for instance, because that's who you're most closely associated with, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm saying this only for emphasis. I'm not, uh, not questioning. It, it would, it would seem at this point that you are as best prepared as possible uh, in terms of whatever the government tells you, Ministry of Health, etc. In terms of what regulations and and situations you want to make sure uh, to have in the yeshiva for those who are coming in from outside the country. It sounds like all that is ready to go, basically. And now you're simply just waiting for the students. Would that be right? We summarized it 100% correctly. We've definitely done everything that we think is necessary. One of the requirements from the government, obviously, is the quarantine and then the capsule method where students live in smaller groups, and we've set up yeshiva 
to function that way, and it's already functioning that way now uh, for students here now, and not just in Elo. So we're already ready, working with students now, and looking forward to welcoming students. Everyone should be healthy and well for Chodesh Elo. Uh, so if Chodesh Elul, and it's not an if, I know when it does begin, uh, the ver- the first day of Elul, it's a Thursday-Friday Rosh Chodesh, so the first day of Elul is Friday. So that weekend, so to speak, I assume by Sunday, you would expect to see students from outside of Israel in your yeshiva. We definitely hope so, and different yeshivas are bringing different times as far as the quarantine. Right. And we hope we'll have students here before that as well. And uh, we're just davening that the situation should remain one, that students are able to enter. But for Hashem, a system has been worked out, at least for some of the schools, that students are able to do so in Mirza Hashem. So frankly, under your leadership, and with the help, of, I'm sure, of Mizrahi and some of the other yeshivot that you're working with, and the organizations you mentioned here in the United States, you basically have set up a situation right now in July of 2020 that's as best as can be, uh, with the Masa News, with the financial news, with the with the dates and the and, and just the fact that students can actually go to Israel news, uh, we're we're basically at the best place that anybody could have imagined for the early part of July 2020. I think you said it well, Nachum. I would just add that there's still things we'd like to accomplish. There are many yeshivot and seminaries that are not associated with Masa, so their entry visas have not been sorted yet, right. and that's something we're trying to work on as well. And on the fund on the funds level. Some of the funding is still uh, missing, and there's always a need for funding, especially at this point. And uh, World Mizrahi is talking about possible initiatives to maybe work together with yeshivot and seminaries to try and do a major fundraiser on behalf of the year in Israel that would benefit yeshivot and seminaries from across the spectrum, which would be a tremendous kiddush Hashem and maybe takes us to our next topic, that when the Orthodox community works together on behalf of the things we all care about, we bring things forward in the most the best possible way. So a lot has been done, as you said, and there's still a lot to do that we're working on trying to get out in the right way. And it gives me great pride, and I'm sure many others in this audience great pride, that it seems that World Mizrahi is the organization, the umbrella, where all this unity and all this togetherness is taking place. Not a criticism, simply an observation that not every every, uh, organization, not every... uh, 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 or, or not every organizational place in Jewish life is always ready to reach out and form a coalition with everybody. It seems like the Mizrahi, under your leadership and others, is is willing and has demonstrated that they are willing to bring everybody under one umbrella and fight this battle together. And that is, a, a as you just mentioned, an important aspect of Jewish unity. I agree with every word you said. And I think part of what World Mizrahi brings to the table as well is that it's the only organization uh, for adults, you know, B'nai Akiva, for youth, that exists in all the countries and therefore can bring together not only the spectrum hashkafically, but also different countries in the effort. This effort with Masa included chief rabbis of England, Rabbi Sachs, the former chief rabbi, Rabbi Mervis now, which is also very important because it impacted them. And I'll mention that because we're already in the national institutions of the World Zionist Congress, we were able to play a role. And as we know, Baruch Hashem, there's another Orthodox party for the next round. There is a Kurdish, and they've expressed interest in trying to help. Right now, they're not yet in the Congress, but they've expressed interest in trying to help. And I think when they get in, the Orthodox community will be even better represented. And we look forward to being able to work together as one Torah community in trying to help our constituencies in the best possible way. Yeah, for those of us who've been skeptical about that, you have proven uh, that it seems that you're you're 100% right about it. And uh, thank God. Uh, many, many are, are, are going along with it. Thank God many realize that this is the way, in fact, to, to go about working together. Uh, meanwhile, Yeshiva Akotel presents a third 
worldwide Ahdus Torah learning program to bring the Geula by bolstering Ahavas Yisrael, rebuild the base of Mikdash by reconnecting Klai Yisrael, join leading Rabbanim educators and speakers on July the 26th. This is the fifth day in the month of Av. Rabbi Tarragon, why has this date been chosen and what is the uh, program going to be like? Yeah, so, you know, it's a great segue when we're talking about bringing our community together. The first Vayichan programs that took place before Shavuot really spark-plugged an Achtus movement. Over 120,000 people from 900 cities in 43 countries tuned in for the largest learning program in the history of Kalei since Mamet Har Sinai. And what's unique about the program is that it brought together speakers from around the world and from different hashkafas, really for the first time. And people are very, very excited. And, you know, moving forward... We're doing now a program in English and a program in Hebrew for the Hebrew-speaking population of Eretz Yisrael, which unifies the Rabbanim in Eretz Yisrael. So we're expecting hundreds of thousands this time. I received thousands of emails from around the world of people who were so excited about this and wanted to get involved. And so we've built committees representing communities around the world of people who are helping get the word out, helping advise how to make it best. And this time as well, we have a very broad spectrum of speakers, and as you mentioned, Chief Rabbi Rashi Yeshiva, psychologist, speaking about the psychology of Avas Chinam. Ten tour guides who are giving tours of the places connected to the Beis Amikdash, the Churban, the holy cities of Eretz Yisrael. David Lichtenstein is doing the parent-child interviews again. There are going to be 11 shir in parallel in each slot, over 10 time slots. So we're talking about over 110 shir that will be available for the whole week. The reason the date was chosen to get to your question is A, it's a Sunday, and B, the beginning of Shavuot Shechalbo, right. the time when we're meant to focus most on Tisha B'av. And like we did last time, the Sunday before Shavuot, it gives people a full week to be able to spend time listening to the various shiurim, reflecting on the themes of Tisha B'av. And I recommend for people, learn together with Claudius Yisrael on the Sunday for those five hours, because that'll be a major part of being together, experiencing this together. If lahabdu elef alfei havdolos, People come together to watch the Super Bowl or other things in parallel. The Jewish people, the world of B'nai Torah, should come together to learn about Avas Chinam, Tishabav, connecting to Eretz Yisrael. This is the first time in most of our lives where Jews can't come to Eretz Yisrael. Right. And the period when we're reflecting on it, we should get together to do that learning. And then each day during the week leading up to Tishabav, listen to a couple more shiurim connecting to the Churban, to Tishabav, to Avas Chinam. So we can enter Tisha B'Av in the best possible way. And so many people told me that the Vayichan program prepared them for Shavuot. Here's an opportunity to prepare properly for Tisha B'Av. You know, there was, uh, we know one thing. Well, I should say it this way. We're not sure if there's going to be a Super Bowl this year, but we are sure there's going to be a Vayichan this year. That's for sure. And July, we'll definitely do our best. <laughs> July 26th, everybody. July 26th. You have an opportunity to be part of this unique program. Obviously, we'll talk plenty more about it between now and when we get there on Sunday, July 26th. But it's a really, really impressive lineup with a really, really impressive international presence of rabbis, educators, psychologists, the entire list that Rabbi Tarragon just mentioned. Here's my recommendation. Go to Vayichan.com. See what they're doing. See what they have planned for the 26th of July. It's three weeks away. you got time to repair. It's three weeks away, and it really can enhance your nine days and the whole topic of Avas Chinam and Vahaftalarei leading up, uh, obviously, to Tisha B'av, which is happening on the 30th of July. Go to Vayichan.com. V-A-Y-I. C-H-A-N.com, Vayichan.com for all 
the details. All right, Tarragon, as usual, I say thank you and continue your amazing efforts on behalf of the Jewish people. Thank you, Nachum, and Yishkoch to you for everything you do. Appreciate that very much. More coming up. It is a Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. Oh, yes.